Not gonna lie, that Dude. I might have to listen to it again. It's been forever. <laughs> I'm about to get back into some cross movement here. Pretty I mean, they quick. were it. They were so good. Again, no idea. Dude, what done we with were the doing. Toby Mac. They were actually the good time. rappers. Yeah, DC they, Talk was hip hop. Yes, like they knew how to do beats. <laughs> it wasn't all generic. Like it came straight from like this little board that I have in front yeah. of me. They were great. Uh, that was cross movement. Uh, but welcome back to Off Topic. As we dive in, we are going to be talking about the motives of the heart, which uh, Justin preached about this past Sunday. Um, and I think for all of us, because you did mention something on stage uh, about, um, oh, you're already laughing, this guy. I know. Yeah. Um, I just, do you just think, think you know where I'm church, going? Church camp story? No, that, no, 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 no. You talked about how the comparison game. And uh, it's yeah. kind of uh, between the three of us. That. Never done that. So <laughs> I... <laughs> Brie was like, do you ever feel that way or anything like that? Um, and I was like, well, yeah, but mine's more competitive. Really? I want to, my goal is I'm competing against the two of them as I learn from them to try to become better. Um, but there is a motivation there that's not just how do I just deliver a good sermon. It's interesting. How do I compete? And yeah. so like we kind of have it maybe different ways, but I thought it was interesting when you said I was like, yeah, like I'm want I'm competing against Michael and Justin every time I go up. I think there's a natural in if you are a, a communicator, if you are someone who's like gonna stand in front of a group of people, there is a natural comparison, I think. Mm-hmm. And this is why some of the pastors I talk to are like, you gotta find your unique voice. Don't worry about being a so and so. Don't worry about right. being John Piper or Andy Stanley. Like be uniquely you. But that's really hard to do when you start looking at how certain people get certain amount of likes and clicks right. and, and an audience. And it really does become like a, a driving force of, of motivation. And it's kind of sad. Yeah, I don't I'm not a competitive person by nature. So I think as long as I'm not I, for, as far as like speaking, as long as I feel like people have given me like it wasn't just a bust that I'm I have a pretty low bar of like what I feel like I'm killing it at. Like as long as I like, <laughs> as long as I get off the stage, no one walked off the like, stage. If Justice is not like, oh my gosh, we're stripping here. You know, like this is dead. Then I'm like, sweet, live There's to fight no another day. Being called after this service today. That's it's a like, win. Yes. So full disclosure, it it is a pretty low bar on what I. But I mean, I think we all have different areas of you know what we. I, for me, I walked away from the weekend thinking validation is very important for me. I'm yeah. someone, which is which is funny because when Justin was being vulnerable about kind of just some areas he struggled with, like the doing the good deeds or mm-hmm. whatever, um, I, I, it's not necessarily the attention as much as somebody validated somebody for me. Somebody tell me I did a decent job or a good job or whether it's, you know, I'm, I'm doing laundry in the house or folding and putting it away, even though my job in our house is just to put it away or doing, you know, dishes or whatever, like it's the acknowledgement and validation. So that was the word that Mm. kept, um, coming up in my brain when I was listening to the sermon, even during small group discussion, a lot of people, their feedback was, I don't really like I'm sure people out there do good deeds to get recognized. Right. But the resounding like consensus was, I don't really know if that plays into like, it's much more of an afterthought 
than it is I'm going to do this so I can get, you know, accolades or whatever. Right. It's it's after that you're you're like battling with man, nobody appreciated it or man, nobody even acknowledged that this, that was a good thing that I did and I didn't have to do that, you know, or that was generous. Like yeah. the the consensus was we struggle with it after not before the That's good what I heard a lot thing. as well in our small group was a lot of people said no one appreciated the dinner I cooked or right. that I did certain things in the house to make it nicer or whatever. Which it, it still doesn't change. I mean, in my opinion, it doesn't change the the heart of like if our heart, because that, that reveals our heart, right? If If we did something and then we're like in a bad mood or we're like, I'm done doing nice things or mm-hmm. I'm done going out of my way to serve someone because no one appreciated it no one validated nobody pointed it out it still reveals that there's a heart issue on what the motivation is so it may not drive the action but on the back end it still reveals itself as an issue yeah i think it's a good point because my my discussion was around like your heart on the front end Mm because i do agree with those sentiments that there are people that it's on the back end when they don't get it that they then realize oh i did want that right I needed that accolade. I needed that attaboy. And now, it, to your point, Michael, it puts him in a bad mood or whatever. Because I, I would agree. I think most people aren't thinking about it on the front end of like, oh, I'm going to get so much like praise for doing X, Y, or Z, or I'm going to get so. But on the back end, it's like, man, I, if I don't get that praise, how does it impact me? So I do think that is a good uh, clarifier in that as well. Yeah, and I feel I do. I like that you pointed out like you're not a competitive person. Because I feel like the competitive side of me is everything's almost a competition. But also I want the recognition because I've made it a competition in my mind. Right. That I'm doing this to be acknowledged at some, not on the back end. <laughs> yeah. But on the front end. Like, look at look at what Nate did here. Right. And I, I think I've shared that like, even with yeah. track. It was kind of like a, I, I used my faith as a way to humble brag or have a false humility about things. Yeah. Um, because I knew I would get that acknowledgement quicker. Um, so like we all kind of have that in different ways, I feel like. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of it, sometimes it's coming from a pure motive. Like Mm -hmm. let's back up. Like, let's talk about the Pharisees. They are the most righteous by the all outward appearance. These are the individuals who are abiding by everything of scripture. These are the, like in today's context, we call them the super Christians, right? They know their, their Bible verses. They did. Bible trivia, Bible quiz, a, like uh, what? Bible bowl, Bible bowl. Yeah, they were they were part of Bible bowl and were the champions. And there's a great documentary around Is that. There? Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's great. It's fantastic. And they were See, these ner- never mind. <laughs> these nerds. Something. Did you just say these nerds? <laughs> that was Nate at NorthsideOnline.com. <laughs> These Listen, dirty little kids. I was part of that. You have the it was like Jeopardy. You yes. buzz in and and you quote uh, the scripture. You knew all of the the like the things of scripture. And yet, as you as I watched this documentary, these kids are living a completely different life outside of Bible Bowl. Yeah, they have all the appearance. They know all the verses, and yet inward there's a disconnect between that which they know and that which they live. And and that was the Pharisees and Jesus in his you know, being God made flesh identifies their heart condition, says they're doing it for the accolades. They're not right. doing it because they want to give more to the temple. They want to pray more. They want people to see, look how great I am. Look how holy I am. Well, and, and and they ran with it. This is the crazy thing about 
how something good can be very much twisted. So yeah. I think of like those trivia games, like a lot of those methods were used by our Sunday school teachers and our, you know, uh, church leaders as, you know, ministry to children and families to train them in understanding like books of the Bible, memorizing right. that, memorizing scripture verses, knowing where to turn. Like I remember you, you shared on Sunday, like your kind of camp yeah. background of like doing um, these good deeds so that you could have some sort of award at the end. I think we all had a version of that. If you grew up going to church camp, there was clean cabin awards yeah. or servant's heart awards or different things like that. And the motivation around that wasn't to transform these people to having bad motives in their heart. It was to train right. in doing these good things. Like for me, I remember the the ultimate flex was like, you know, your Sunday school teacher saying, okay, we're going to be in, you know, Psalms 51, turn into Psalms like it's quick, like getting there as quick right. as you could. Sword drills. Is, right. that, right. now? is that, oh, there's yeah. a name for oh, it? Oh yeah. Wow. We did it. Yeah. We did it this past <laughs> summer with the kids actually. <laughs> they yeah. did it. Yeah. It's I, uh, sword drills. But that was like, I remember being a very proud. Oh yeah. Now granted you're kids, right? So like it's, you know, if, if you, newsflash, kids are sinners. You know, they're <laughs> they're, 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 they're yeah. pretty much hanging out with them long enough. You're like, oh, you need Jesus, right? Oh, Bless but, you, children's workers. Yeah, for real. but I remember like the the heart of mine wasn't to you know turn to God's word out of an eagerness. It was to show off. Oh, I know where this is. I know where numbers is, and I know. Um, you know, all these areas, or I know the answer to whatever question the Sunday school teacher is going to throw out. Um, but I think what it's revealed is like these things that are actually good. Don't hate on these, you know, whatever Bible bowl or whatever. Right. I think they're all tools, but very quickly Satan can twist these things that are meant for good and turn them and reveal really what is already a heart condition of humans. And yeah. this is, this is where like, I kind of want, and I wanted to pick your brain, about this because I really did walk away even after rereading the text of like, man, is validation this key thing that humans need, right? That this, there is, and some need it more than others, but I think at the, I don't, I haven't met anybody that doesn't want to be validated for what they've done, for what they've contributed. You work hard and collect a check. You want people to appreciate it. You, you do something to serve somebody you want. I, I mean, it might not be the first time, but months down the road of serving someone at the end of the day, you want somebody to at least acknowledge, man, you didn't have to do that. Right. Um, but thank you so much. Like, do you think that that's a, that that is something that's innate in humans? Yeah. I think there is a recognition of, of accomplishment that people desire. I, I think it's when it, the, the challenge is how much is too much. Right. Cause I would argue like, and we do it here at Northside with our kids. Like we give, tickets for kids to do Bible memory verse. At the end of the day, I want them to have the Bible. They may have the wrong motive themselves, but our motive is that you're going to know Scripture. And even if your heart is not in it right, you're learning Scripture. So there is a there is an aspect of that. It's like, yeah, we want to validate it. I think every person needs validation. To what extent and in right. what capacity is where humility really takes root? Do you have the character to say, hey, I don't need that. I don't need validation every Sunday from someone to tell me that was a great sermon. Mm -hmm. I, I did early on. I like I craved for someone to just tell me I did a good job. Now I've done it long enough where I'm like, okay, I know people well enough. They're getting something out of it, and if they didn't, 
you know, we as a team, we talk about it on our, yeah. our sermon prep side of things. But I, I do think validation is a driving force for people, acknowledgement of, right. of contribution. Um, but to what extent be, defines health and it's like anything health and unhealth, there's a thin line between doing it for healthy reasons or unhealthy reasons. Well, I think what Jesus is pointing out too is it, it, then if, if validation is something humans need, then what Jesus is attacking is where is your source of validation? Yeah. Where is your ultimate, where are you getting, like you're doing this, you're being generous, you're, you're serving, you're doing all of this. And then he's calling out the, the Pharisees because they are receiving their reward here. Right. And so he's almost posing this, Hey, we all need validation. Uh, humans, you want to be appreciated. You, you're not just going to do good without any kind of feedback. The, the difference is where are you where are you looking towards for that validation where are you looking for that honor yeah and and I think the misnomer because we I think this series has exposed a lot of like um, misunderstandings of this right. sermon the misnomer is well we just have to live a life of serving and and generosity with zero validation. Yeah. Right. Like I, at least that's what I grew up like. Oh, you're just not, you don't need, like I was raised in a house where it's like, don't, don't ask for any attention for that. Like, and I think the, the motivation was good. Like my parents were trying to teach me humility, but for a kid that's wired to need validation, I quickly started thinking, well, if I get validation, then I'm, then I'm wrong. But what, it, what, it, what I've actually understood after reading this text was no, the difference is where, where are you, where are you like, why are your, why is your heart moved in this area? And yeah. Jesus is exposing is your validation through, uh, through man. Mm-hmm. Do you need man to validate your uh, only man? Right. Like, cause that's what the Pharisees were doing. It's like God's validation isn't enough. I need everyone else to validate my holiness, my right. righteousness. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, listen, they are blowing the trumpets that's all the reward they're going to get. Jesus doesn't say, don't give validation, don't give acknowledgement. He's talking about our motive when we are doing it of like, hey, if you're only wanting it from the men around you or the women around you, that's the extent of what you're going to get because the Father will give you that validation. Your reward will be in heaven like, at a later point in time. I like what you said, and that could be a, another sermon point. I wish I would have come up with it. But, <laughs> but, you know, you, you just said that, what we're ultimately saying is God's validation is not enough. Yeah. And I think that this, this is what the scarcity mentality, right? That Satan really attacks us on, on all different fronts. I mean, in, in that kind of what he, what he did in the garden of Eden, like it wasn't enough, right? Like whatever God has given you isn't enough. He's holding back from you. And so pursue it at your own, at, at, at your own strength. Yeah. And I think we do that even with like our heart motives towards doing good things and doing the things that God wants us to do. Ultimately what we, what, what happens when we get to be kind of Pharisee like is this mentality of like, well, God, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're proud of me, but I want, I want attention from it. Like yeah. that's not right. enough for me. I want to go somewhere else for it. So we're looking at a battle between recognition and secrecy. Is it, yeah. Again, you said, is it just you never get acknowledged for anything? That's not what we're talking about. So what does a secrecy look like? I mean, we've kind of danced around this idea of the recognition side of it and that it's not enough for God and 
all that, but what does it really mean to do these things in secret? Yeah, I, so prayer and fasting are the two out of this that are difficult for us in our modern context because we don't have part of our daily ritual three times a day of prayer. We don't have consistent fasting as part of our religious practices, at least in modern America. That's not the case. I always go to the giving of money, giving to the needy, um, because I can tell you there are people and there are well-to-do rich people who will give a check, but only if they are acknowledged for the size of the donation that they are giving. I've met Christians that will give a check and say, hey, I'm dictating to you, pastor, how this is going to be spent, and I want people to know that it came from me. Right. So the secrecy and recognition, specifically when it comes to giving, is do you need an accolade for what you give in order to feel like it's worth doing? Because the Pharisees were giving, and we see this with the, the, the Pharisee and the woman with her widow's might, the, that story where she gives everything, and Jesus says she gave everything mm-hmm. um, versus what the Pharisee gave when he made a big scene about it. So can you do your giving without ever being recognized? Can you give to someone? We talk about like the pay it forward. You're in Starbucks mm-hmm. line. I, I've done this where I've paid for the person's drink behind me, but there was a tinge of this. I hope they tell everyone that someone paid for their drink. <laughs> right. So even in secrecy, anonymous doesn't mean secret. Right. Anonymous may still be you want the praise, but you just don't have a name associated with it. Or or you've given money, the church does something, and you're like, once it's a built or whatever, well, that's that's because I gave. Yeah. And you kind of still have that. There's still a holding on to yeah. of need of recognition. And the 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 giving aspect, I think, is the clearest definition of it. Because in America, with how much wealth we have, to give away money is not nearly as difficult as it was, say, in the first century, where there was an upper class and poor. That was There's no middle class in that time. So for for that example, I think, really translates into what it is today. Can you... Write a check. Can you give money to, uh, whether it's a church, whether it's a nonprofit, whatever it is, or a person buying groceries, can you do it and not need to be thanked or praised or honored for it? And if you can do it without being thanked, praised, or honored, your heart motive is in the right space to not make it about you, but making it about the need of the person that you're you're meeting. So how do we keep that heart check? What what's some advice you guys can give some people? I mean, what's applicable? I think it's by doing. It's by trying it. I mean, I think with most of these things, because we've already kind of laid the groundwork. The the Sermon on the Mount is tough because it's so anti the way our world works and the way we work, even as believers. It's it's such a change and a and sometimes a radical change. I think we learn by doing. Um, you know, like I've had the situation where, you know, I, you know, someone paid for my drink and a week later I, I did it. And I remember like, well, I could post about it. I could yeah. do something. And, fair, and then yeah. I, and then I checked myself and was like, well, and then I'll be honest, my motive to not post wasn't even that pure. It was like, well, I don't want people to think I'm a jerk, you know, that, that needs right. the yeah. accolades, which wasn't a pure, it wasn't like, oh God, you see me, yeah. you know? And so I think it, for some of us, even when we avoid trying to do things for the wrong reason, even by like keeping it quiet, we can still have the wrong motive. Right. So what is the doing? Like you're saying so by doing, what is I, I think it's, is that? I think it's just by practicing. And for me, it's been, you know, practicing and then 
So whether it is like being generous with something or, you know, giving them my time or giving somebody, uh, you know, the, the other day I paid for somebody's meal because I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me to do that. And that's not really my gig. I don't, I don't do that a lot, full disclosure. Um, but I paid for somebody's meal. And then I was like, um, God, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I didn't really like doing that. You know, like I, I just was like, this is like, why would I do that? You know? And, and I had a conversation and, and this is where I think like God is gracious is because I did it in secret and nobody knew about it. Well, now they do. Thanks. <laughs> you ruined it. Would have tricked me. Um, because I did it in secret. I, I had a, then a conversation of like, wow, this is so unnatural for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, help me to continue this, but it's going to be work. And I had that honest mm-hmm. conversation. God, this is, this isn't really my gig. This is hard. Yeah. I, I want the accolades. I go the route of uh, the apostle Paul talks about taking every thought captive. So it's an examining after, because you may have done it wrong and, but you recognize it yeah. and going, okay, what's my heart behind this? How do I God soften my heart to do these things that isn't about me, but is just about bringing glory to your name through these activities. There's, there's no perfect formula. There's no, like, I know Nate, you're like looking for like the to do, but I really do think it's an examination of mm-hmm. your heart condition yeah. as you do these things of what was my motive? And when you catch yourself going and doing it for the motives of being seen, it's an easy act of repentance. Cause the more you repent, the easier yeah. it is to go, Oh, I'm, I recognize that's it's what on I your did. consciousness. It's, exactly. It's, right. it's there in yeah. your mind. Like, Oh, I need to really check that. I'm not, I need to make sure this time I'm not, wanting those accolades so it it forces you into the habit of acknowledgement that this is not the way that it's supposed to be yeah i thought of uh john or john james 1 16 through 17 where it talks about like all these good get all the good and perfect gifts come from above yep. the father of lights and i thought that like what an easy way like when our perspective is that every good thing we could possibly be capable of doing does not come from us innately but it comes down from the father. What if you have the gift of serving, if you have the gift of construction and you build a bunch of stuff for people, or you bless somebody by landscaping their, um, their yard. Like I remember a couple of years ago, a group came and re-landscaped my backyard, built me a fire pit. Um, I remember what that felt like. And I was like, and they kept it secret. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that verse reminds me. Oh, that was cool. That, I remember that. Like, yeah, yeah you were like, totally blessed by that. Somebody was like, they didn't do that like, to who me. did this? And they were like, <laughs> 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 but they were like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Thanks for turning <laughs> it. <laughs> On that note, welcome back. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I still can't do the ending. I'm still <laughs> welcoming oh my goodness. people. So, no, I, I do think, Michael, that it is a great example of they did it in secret. Yeah. And, and it was like, and they didn't want to draw attention. Yeah. It was like, we love you. Right. We we know this matters to you. And that was a great example because it wasn't just one people. Yeah, it, was it was a, a group. It was a group of people that blessed yeah. you guys in that way. And I, I only make light of it because it's funny to, to yeah. make light yeah. of it. But <laughs> it was a huge blessing. And yeah. that was out of a heart that was for you. Not to say, hey, look at what we did. They didn't right. post it on social media. They didn't say, hey, look at this thing we did for Michael. It was solely for you and your family. Yeah. So I think, it was powerful. I think going back to James, it, it is keeping that mindset. Mm-hmm. I think that's an easy, practical. Once you realize every good thing that you're capable of doing doesn't come from you, it comes from God, it's a little easier to kind of keep that check. Yeah. Yeah. So the motivation, love God, love others. I mean, that we, 
we have a reason we use that. And I know it can be silly because we're just like, oh, that's our church thing. We see it all yeah, the time. Here. But so it nice. is true. If our motivation is those things, it does change our perspectives and our motives. Yeah. And then um, even Justin, you wrote, God desires that we do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And like just keeping it simple like that, like that. Uh, we don't need to make this super hard like the Pharisees were doing. They made a lot of things harder. And it's like, these are kind of simple concepts. We just need to bring it back into the right motive and perspective. Yeah, if you're doing the right thing for the right reason, you don't need the accolades. It's because it's the right thing. So don't don't make it harder. Just do the right thing. And if your motive is wrong, just check your motive each and every time and keep doing the right thing, but now get your heart in the right place and now you're you're off and running. Yeah. So I know Michael tried to welcome you back (laughs) for the closing. But instead, we'll say, see you later. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week on Off Topic.